to do. This is Ramblin', your weekly Rams podcast that brings you inside of the team and news from around the NFL. I'm your host and team reporter, Serena Morales, coming at you from Los Angeles, California. I think Sean McVay said it best. Heading into the bye week should be a lot better had we taken care of business, gotten to six and two, than having this pit in my stomach at five and three. With that, joining the podcast today is a man whose voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. He is a studio host and play-by-play announcer, covers all three major sports on Fox and FS1. He has some spare time now that he's wrapped up covering the World Series with A-Rod, Big Poppy, and Frank Thomas. I love that show. Go Dodgers. He's gluten-free, not by choice, just like me. He's on Twitter, at Kevin Burkhart, and he is here with us right now. Kevin, thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. I don't know how I topped that introduction, Serena. I got a, I got a lot of work ahead of me. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> I'm just so glad that you may have seen um, Step Brothers because sometimes I throw out quotes. Of course. Of what course. are you talking about, Joe? Okay. Um, so let's get to it. The Rams with a five and three record. To me, they sort of had this roller coaster. They put me through a roller coaster of emotions when it comes to performances. You either have this crazy spectacular performance like last week against the Bears. And then on Sunday, we saw more of this like head scratching, what's going on here. So now that we're halfway through the season, what do you think of this Rams team and and where do you see them to kind of improve upon? Well, I think there's a couple things. I think the I think there's so much parity in the league for the most part. You know, there's there's a top tier of teams that um, I think there's only a few teams on, and then I think there's a pretty big next tier. Uh, I think the Rams are on that tier. Um, you know, I, I think the surprise for me for the Rams is that their defense is better than their offense. I didn't necessarily expect that. Um, I think they've done a great job there, and I think they could beat anyone. I think that's been proven. Uh, but, you know, some of the offensive stuff concerns me. I will say I think Miami's played great, you know, and, and their front seven has been awesome. So it was a surprise how much they handled the Rams, but it's not a surprise how they're playing. I think people just aren't real, really used to Miami being good. Uh, so, so that's part of it, too. So, look, I, I, think, I think where they are right now, I think they're in a decent spot. Obviously, the NFC West is so good. Um, but I, I think they, you know, they have to tweak some things on offense and, and play a little bit better there. But I, I think they have the ability to beat anyone on, on a given day. And, and I think for them, just get in the tournament, you know, get in the postseason and anything can happen. I mean, I, I really do believe that, especially this year. Yeah, and that's a good point, because I do think that the team overall also feels the same way. They're like, we can beat everyone. We just have to fine tune all these little tweaks and balances and not get got. Um, when you're Jared Goff on offense. Speaking of offense, um, yes, the defense is definitely showing up more than the offense, although we've seen this season a more balanced pass run game. Do you see that as like moving forward? Let's stick to this plan. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they have to. Look, the, 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 the teams that are on that, you know, the, the Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay tree, right? I mean, it's, it's really everything goes off the run. Even if you don't run as much, it's just a threat of the run. You know, Green Bay is the same thing with Matt LaFleur. All those guys work together and coach together, and, and they have the same kind of concept. So, you know, I, I think for the Rams, you know, they're using, you know, multiple backs and trying to figure out maybe if one could be, you know, more so than the other. Um, you know, Akers has shown some positive bursts. Will he get more of a, a larger role going forward? I, I kind of have a feeling that maybe he will. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that is the way to go because I think that with the way their defense is playing, as long as they have the threat, I think Goff is best 
off play action and off the movement. And, and I think their offense is best when they do that. I, I like him on the run um, and, and hitting those, those quick targets to Woods and the guys. So answer your question, yes. I think that's when they're the best. How uh, you mentioned it, Brandon Staley, the defensive coordinator that just came on, is certainly like, woo like ignited a spark in this defense. And yes, because people are like, oh, you've Aaron Donald and you've Jalen Ramsey. But I'm seeing plays from Troy Hill. They put the green dot on uh, John Johnson the third. What kind of has impressed you most from the defensive end? Well, yeah, I think everything. I think when you lose – you know, when you lose Wade Phillips, you know, that, that's a heck of a coach, you know. So I think for Brandon to come in, there are a lot of questions of he's obviously coming from a great defensive team. But I, I think there are a lot of questions of, okay, how is this going to look? And you're right. Yeah, they got great, great, some great players, right? So you expect certain things. And those things have happened. Donald's going to dominate and Ramsey's going to do his thing. But I, I just think overall, I've been impressed with their aggressiveness and, and their cohesiveness as a unit. I think Johnson's a star. I mean, I, I just think he's a terrific player that most people don't really realize around the country. So, uh, yeah, I, I just think all of it, you know, they're getting to the quarterback. They're getting some turnovers. I, I like what I've seen. Yeah, me too. But I'm biased here. And I'm covering the Rams every day. Um, we're going to get quickly to what makes me happy. So two of our rookies uh, for Halloween read some really bad Halloween jokes to one another to see who could make each other laugh. Jordan Fuller and Terrell Burgess, two of our DBs, um, they're healing up from injury. However, they did save some of their energy with these really, really bad dad Halloween jokes. Matt, will you please play one of them for us? What do mummies listen to on Halloween? Rap music. Halloween. Oh my god. Yeah. 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 Uh, so. Rap music. I like it. It's good. Rap music. Why not? Three minutes of that, baby. Do you have a dad joke that you would like to add to the mix here? Doesn't have to be Halloween. Um, oh my gosh. Um, I'm not yeah. Yeah. So. You could take your time. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I might need to think about this one. I, I don't have as bad a joke as that. Uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a great joke teller. It's not one of my strengths. I'd have to really – you might have to call me back tomorrow on that one. <laughs> yeah. well, you any bad jokes, Andy? That's something we ask for every day. Go ahead, Matt. What was yeah. your, dad, your bad dad joke? Uh, it's not – well, dad jokes, I feel like, have to be very in-the-moment reactionary things that just kind of come off the, off the cusp. So it's just – we're just sticking with bad jokes. But what do you call a cow with no legs? I don't know. What? Ground beef. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, that's good. That's that good. Actually. I did that. That's good. <laughs> um, all right. Well done, you, Matt. From around the NFL, thanks for saving us there. <laughs> So you just came off of calling the Packers-Vikings game this past weekend. As a football fan, pointing myself here, scrolling through scores, kind of seeing final you know, scores here, what should we make of either team? Are the Vikings figuring it out, or are the Packers getting figured out? Well, that's a great question, Serena. I, I think so. You know, I think I go back to my first thing. I, I think there is a lot of parity here. You know, Green Bay, and I also think anytime you have a, a, a division rival like that, I mean, that, that is an ultimate rival in the game, Packers-Vikings. So I, I, I really, I know it's cliche, but I really do believe you throw stuff out. Because it, stuff does, it's just different. Um, so I think Green Bay is really, really good. I, I think that 
you know, could they use another receiver? Yeah, probably. But Alan Lazard will be back later in the year, so that will help them. Uh, you know, and Aaron Jones is out there, you know, who's a superstar. So they're playing without uh, those two guys. Uh, defensively, I think that's where their questions lie. I mean, they have some good pieces, but you go back to last postseason when the 49ers ran for 300 yards on them, right? I mean, and that's what the Vikings did. You know, when Dalvin Cook is healthy, the Vikings are a different team. Uh, they are a different animal. Their big thing is they have always had great defenses since Mike Zimmer's been there. That's that's who he is. He's a defensive wizard, but they're young. You know, they, they got rid of a lot of guys from last year, and the secondary is the cornerbacks are all rookies. So, um, that is just, they've just had some growing pains, but I, I don't think they're out of it yet. I, I really don't. I, I wouldn't put the, the fork in them. Um, I, I think they have a lot of work to do. They only got two wins, but I don't think they're done. I think, I do think the Packers are one of the best in the NFC. I, I still would put them, you know, top three in the NFC, in my opinion. Do you see, uh, today's the trade deadline. Is there an insane move that someone's going to make? Or do you think a team, you know, a lot of guys have kind of talked about the Seahawks where, Yes, they're a really good team, but they can improve a little bit on their defensive side of things. Like, do you see a team that kind of needs to make a move in order to contend for a Super Bowl? I just I think today you're going to see teams that want to get rid of salary. That's the biggest uh -huh. thing going into next week because, um, you know, yes, and you're right. Like a team like Seattle could use some defensive help. They already went out and got Dunlap from Cincinnati, but I think that. The salary cap's going to come down next year unless they change it, and that's going to be really hard on a lot of teams. I mean, you already saw the 49ers trade Quan Alexander. They traded him because that's the big reason. I mean, he's got a lot of money, and the Saints are trying to win a Super Bowl in Drew Brees' last year. So I think you're going to see situations like that, guys making a lot of money on a team that's maybe having some struggles and a team that's like Super Bowl or bust, and there you go, because there's going to be a lot of issues with the salary cap coming down next year. Yeah. All right, Maddie, it is that time. Dang, that was fast. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> We're speeding through this. All right. Stay uh, on your toes, Maddie. Stay on your toes, on, man. So here, this socially distant social segment is here far too early for you. Um, still haven't had my coffee yet. Uh, but, yeah, you guys are both gluten-free. You have to miss out on one of my favorite things in the universe. Big fan of gluten. Always order extra on the side. Um, but I'm just curious, when it comes to game day, what kind of gluten-free snacks are you putting out for everyone? Oh, that's a that is a great question. Yeah, and uh, Serena can speak to this. It's not like we, you know, we we voted for this. I, I would eat a barrel of gluten if I could, um, but you know, it's not uh, not the way it works. So, so game day for me, I I have a couple of qualifications. So I am um I just want first of all I just want stuff that's definitely gluten free. I can't get sick during a game, right? So, um, our guys are so good. They buy I'm I'm like a big snack guy. They make like these peanut butter cracker gluten free things that are amazing so i'll eat i'll like devour a box of those uh, my big thing is i'm not i'm not a soda drinker really i'm not a big soda drinker but during games i drink dr pepper like by the liter i don't know why it's just kind of my thing and i got i started doing it years ago and so that's what it is so it's probably like the most unhealthy day you could possibly imagine garbage just going into my system, but it, it works for me and I like it. So I'm just going to keep doing it. That's what live broadcast is all about. It's just, you find whatever you can put in your body just to, to get through. It doesn't have to be nutritious or, or good for you. Well, you know, too, it's like, you don't have a lot of time, right? So it's like, you know, you get a commercial break or you, and halftime is so fast in the NFL. So it's kind of like, all right, like, all right, 
I boom, go to the bathroom in two seconds. Yeah. And like, then you're, you're back on the air. It's like, you don't have, it's not like I could sit down and have a steak dinner. So. Right. You can do anything. Right. It's so stressful. I'm always eating chips because people are always like, oh, you can eat chips. I'm like, potatoes are our friend. But yeah, it's usually 86 gluten and then add on extra sugar to replace whatever the heck we can't. Have. Yeah. Ki- I'm, I'm, kind bars are really, really good too. Those are great. I, I like those. Those are a good, good little snack. So, uh, yeah, you know, the, you know, the drill Serena. It's, it's Did a you pain find sometimes. out recently the gluten situation? No, I found out, um, gosh, I mean, probably almost 20 years ago now. It's been a long time. Yeah. So it's, uh, I'm used to it. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, when I go back East and people are, uh, picking up pizza in New York, pizza. it's brutal. Oh. Yeah. Because we yeah. fold our pizza on the East Coast and we let the oil drip out the crust. Yeah, that's, that's tough to replace. That is tough to replace. But I will say that uh, Jersey Mike's is amazing because they're an East Coast sub shop. And obviously, they're all over the country. They're, you know, they're in L.A. where, where I live and where you, you guys are, obviously. And uh, they have gluten-free sub rolls, and they're amazing. And they, they do them separately So because – uh, I think it's like the owner's wife had celiac or something. So they, they, they're terrific about it. So it makes you feel like home. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm about to go get Jersey Mike's today. There I had, you go. Like, go I'm today. always like angry at like Subway and sandwich shop commercials. I'm like, yeah, I don't understand what I'm going <laughs> No, they don't get it. You got to, you know, you, they take it seriously. Like, you tell them you have an allergy and like they do it in like the back away from like all the others, all the other stuff. It's awesome. It's like great. I, I have no, financial implications with it i just love the place so Fantastic. as if well, i needed a reason or an excuse to get jersey mics today but yeah i uh <laughs> food sensitivity test like a month ago and i've just been kind of selectively choosing parts to ignore in the meantime but i know eventually what did it say what did the test say listening to that what do you got Matt? Uh, what did the test say like it said i'm not lactose but basically like milk and dairy and cheese which is a lot of stuff like that's my highest reactivity all the same thing <laughs> uh, i think it would say uh, that for uh, like, eating is, yogurt, is it... all bad but um yeah you're not supposed yeah. to have any dairy like or milk like from a cow product yeah. it's not like but also like i had like some reactivity to chicken and i was like no please don't take chicken out of my life it's like 96 percent of my meals <laughs> uh, yeah i don't think any like they're always going to tell you dairy and cheese is no good but how do you stay away from cheese i mean it's so oh man that's a hard one yeah, I, I, I don't know that I could do that. Chipotle order, and it just it wasn't the same. It didn't hit. No, you got to have it on there. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I will wrap up quickly with say what. So there's no surprise. Aaron Donald should be MVP all the time, right? Like, he's just really, really good. And Jalen Ramsey brought up a really good point on his buddy Aaron Donald, um, our buddy Lindsey Theory, who covers the Rams for ESPN, asked him a question about Aaron Donald being the defensive player of the year every year. And uh, I will just play this for you quickly. Well, do you think that Aaron Donald is on pace to win another defensive player of the year award? Well, he's to win it every year, probably, in my opinion. I mean, it's starting to get to the point where it's like everybody knows he's the best. So no matter how great he does, people don't some, sometimes don't look at it as like, wow, that's amazing because they're getting used to it. Like, it's kind of like the, what happens to basketball players sometimes, like what happened to Kobe and LeBron, what happens to LeBron all the time is he's, 
you know, the best player and most valuable player a lot of the times, but it's kind of expected. So it isn't glorified as much as it should be, in my opinion. But um, AD should probably be defensive player of the year every year. And that's no disrespect to anybody else who, who's won it. That's just he's that good. And everybody knows he's that good. He's that yeah, good. You're just doubling up, Serena. He's yeah. So, listen I, I, again, Kevin. Um, I know. Is Did there truth to that? Is there? I, I are we getting too used to like these really good players? Like, well, you know, you should you should be having at least three sacks a game. Yeah, I I don't think anybody in the NFL is getting used to. <laughs> I think they all know. I think they all know that Aaron's the best player in the league defensively. Um, and yeah, it's no disrespect to anybody else. It's just the truth. Um, I like I like what Jalen said about LeBron. I, I think that's I think that's a pretty good comp because. You could give LeBron the MVP every year. Uh, it's pretty, you know, and, and again, that's not saying that Steph Curry or Kevin Durant or anybody else doesn't deserve it. But when you watch Donald, I mean, he doesn't get single team. When he does, it's a sack. Usually when he gets double team, I mean, he, he destroys games. So I have a hard, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you, you need like an exemplary performance to take him down. You know, you need someone else to have 20 sacks and or, you know, 10 interceptions because he is that good. So I think, yeah, you can maybe outside outside world view be like, yeah, you know, we know he's great, but because it is expected, but no one in, in the NFL <laughs> thinks that. They all know the guy is absurd and uh, they have to game plan for him, obviously. For sure. It's kind of, again, like we real Rams fans, but I'm not sure if the rest of the league or when they – it is unfair, and I do think that's why I play that that quote from Jalen. Like we were just like, "Oh, that's LeBron, though." Like, or they complain, "Yeah, he's crying on the court." I'm like, "Bro, he's still like the best player." Every time you step on the court, and to Aaron Donald, who doesn't cry, usually like picks people up very easily and makes other people cry. Um, it is insane, and it would be just I kind of see like I mean the way that Sean McVay speaks about him, the way like the Rams offense speaks about him because they have to face him during training camp. And obviously this preseason was a bit different. So yeah, I'm always like, let's just give him MVP. It's just like the <laughs> smack a big old thing on it. Forget all the quarterbacks. Just give him MVP of the league. I mean, look, you could make that argument, right? But, but you think about the last two MVPs. Yeah. Lamar Jackson was completely off the hook last year, right? You couldn't, it was impossible to ignore and Mahomes, well, he's always ridiculous. I mean, I, you know, I, I think, I think probably Patrick and Aaron are, are probably one, two, one, one, a, you know, however you want to do it as far as just, you know, talent. Um, so, you know, and the quarterback position obviously is. is I mean, Russell is having like an insane season also. Cameron. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, right now, Russell Wilson is the MVP of the league for me. I mean, if I'm voting today, I don't have a vote, but I mean, he's, he's, he's he's a joke. I mean, it's just what he's able to do is unbelievable. I mean, he's four or five touchdowns a week. Um, but yeah, I listen, uh, Aaron is right up there for me and for everybody else. So we, we, we do not forget about him, Serena. I promise you that. Kevin, I'm going to be watching when you have that Rams game coming up on your schedule. I'll be like, you better stay. I hope we do. I mean, we haven't had the Rams yet. Um, I had the last Rams game our crew had was last year. Um, at the 49ers on a Saturday night. Uh, oh, that game. Was actually, I know. I'm sorry. It was a great game. I know it didn't so work good. out for the Rams. It was a great game. So I haven't, you know, I have, 
I have not been inside SoFi yet. I have so many uh, friends who worked on the place and I've seen pictures, but so I'm dying to get a Rams, a Rams home game and, you know, not get on a plane for a week would be kind of cool too. But so, you know, if you could, if you could put in the good word with, with the folks at Fox and say, Hey, you know, that, that would, that would be great. I would, yeah. You sent so. us Schlereth and um, Adam Amin the last, the other week. I was like, what kind of crap is that? I listen. I apparently, I, I, I have to put in a request, I guess, you know, to get a home game. That's what I have to do. Right, like you're right there. <laughs> like it's five minutes away. If, if our crew, if our crew gets run, we could wave from like 40 feet away in the socially distanced land. It'll be fun. <laughs> Yeah, no, that'd be awesome. Well, I'm crossing my fingers that you get on the schedule at some point. Uh, so you can check out SoFi. It's amazing. So, but either way, that is it. Thank you, Kevin, for joining us. Another episode of Ramblin' in the Books. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. We'll be bringing you more episodes throughout the season. And if you're craving even more Rams podcasts, we've got Rams Revealed with J.B. Long, Rams Iconic with former Ram DeMarco Farr, and we brought back Between the Horns, which you can watch live every Thursday morning on YouTube or stream it wherever you get your podcast. So in the meantime, Kevin, thank you very, very much. Appreciate your time. Thanks for having me, guys.